0: We're going to continue with our um, Advent readings. As Phil said last week, you will all know that we are faithful followers of the Church of England's set reading lectionary. Um, And we are continuing with that today. And the reading for today, I think I'm going to just begin with it um, and then we'll carry on. is from Isaiah 40. So we're going to read from Isaiah 40, uh, starting at verse 1. It says this. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she's received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling, in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up every mountain and hill made low the rough ground shall become level the rugged places are plain and the glory of the lord will be revealed and all people will see it together for the mouth of the lord has spoken a voice says cry out and i said what shall i cry all people are like grass and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Would you come and speak to us this morning, Holy Spirit, we pray. So here we are in Isaiah, and the main uh, themes in Isaiah as a whole, as a book, uh, is that the prophet is saying to the people that exile uh, is coming. But then here in chapter 40, um, he kind of jumps ahead and he's speaking to the people as if exile, uh, wilderness, is over. He says, comfort, comfort my people. That's what God is saying to his people. He's saying, wilderness, wilderness. Exile, uh, being outside of the promised land, is not forever. And this morning, I want to use this passage to help us to think a little bit about our our own lives, our own journeys with the Lord, uh, as we as we follow Him, as we learn how to be better disciples. But um, it needs to be said that here, these prophecies, these scriptures. Uh, are talking about major historical events that happened and were going to happen uh, for a whole people group, the history of a whole people group. Uh, So we can't just take passages like this and reduce them uh, to make them speak to our personal experiences and our personal scenarios. And yet... Uh, we can do that and we will do that because the Holy Spirit uses his word uh, to speak to us, to speak to our hearts and to speak to the personal situations that each of us are in. Um, I think that's one of the most ridiculous and uh, sometimes offensive but incredible things about Scripture is that Scripture speaks about these huge, uh, historical, monumental events, and yet so often we can take individual uh, parts of it, and it seems to speak to our hearts and where we're at as well. What an amazing thing uh, that the Word does. The Word is alive and active for us. I just looked at the screen and I realised I should say, if you're watching on the live stream, I'm really sorry that I'm wearing a bright white jumper. Um, It's like like an angel, uh, is is glowing up here. So sorry about that if you're watching on the live stream. Um, The story of uh, the people of Israel is that they are a people uh, of wilderness and exile. And actually, if you think about it to the story of all of our lives as followers of Jesus... The story of our journey to faith is that we were people who were in wilderness, people who were lost and wandering in our death, stuck in our sins, stuck in our circumstances. And then we met Jesus. We met the Savior. And when we come into the presence of God, as it says in this scripture, we come to know him again as a powerful ruler but also as a tender, loving shepherd. And our hearts are in wilderness no more. And yet what I wanted to kind of uh, talk about this morning is that there are still, for all of us, seasons of wilderness, aren't there? Both personally and corporately, um, as, a, as a church, as a community. Um, and, and Advent is really actually one of those times, isn't it? Um, Advent is all about... This season where we're waiting for something to happen that is yet to come. Uh, and we have to sit in it. We have to acknowledge it. And we just have to understand that we're in it. And that's what Advent is all about. But we're not just acting like we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, when I was like, growing up as a kid, I always found both Advent and Lent really <laughs> weird. Because I didn't understand why we were just kind of pretending as if we didn't know that Jesus was going to be born. Or why at Lent we're just kind of pretending that we don't know that Jesus is going to die. Or why on Good Friday we're pretending that we don't know that the resurrection is coming. Um, But it's not about pretending. What it is 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 it's about sitting in the rhythms of uh, wilderness and coming in to the promised land. Uh, A few weeks ago, I went to a a study day um, for clergy in the diocese, um, and uh, the amazing Paula Gooder was speaking. She's an incredible uh, theologian. You should look her up if you don't know who she is. And she talked a little bit about, uh, which I found really helpful, about Advent. She was talking about Advent being about looking in two directions. It's about waiting for something that's already happened. And it's about remembering something that's not yet happened. So, Advent is about waiting for something that's already happened and remembering something that's not yet happened. Because we live in this strange space of looking ahead to an event, to Jesus' birth, which we know has happened, a historical event, but also. We remembering the fact that scripture tells us that jesus is going to come back again and we look again to the second coming which is why all of the readings in advent have that kind of like apocalyptic flavor to them because uh, this is a time that we spend remembering something that has yet to come it's an invitation she says into a mental attitude of waiting because without it Without entering into intentional period of waiting, we can become restless because we're either fixed too much on the past, on what has happened, and so uh, we get nostalgic and we want to think about what has happened and and dwell in the thing that has happened, and it kind of spoils the present moment. Or we can focus too much on the future. And we're constantly anxious to move forward, to press in. And so we can't appreciate the present. But this Advent season is about a discipline of remembering to sit in that moment of waiting. As we wait for something that's already happened and remember something that has not yet happened. (coughs) So let's turn back to our passage from Isaiah Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed. Her sin has been paid for. Comfort is the main message of this passage. Comfort for God's people. Comfort for people who have been out in exile. Comfort for people who have felt as if God is far away comfort for those of us who feel in a wilderness place that is the the message of this passage comfort and it kind of uh, almost felt like that maybe that's just because I knew what I was going to talk about this morning but it kind of felt like that was what God was doing in the morning uh, in the worship this morning comfort his kindness his goodness he's like pouring out on us reminding us that he wants to comfort his people even in the midst of our waiting even in the midst of our wilderness particularly at Advent, the message of comfort is that God has come to live with us. Emmanuel, God with us. I don't know if you um, remember, a few of you will remember that a couple of years ago, we made uh, a doorstep nativity. Um, Do you remember that? On YouTube you can go back and watch it it's our highest uh, ever watched uh, YouTube video in fact I watched it last night and like cried my eyes out again watching it because all of the kids are so little in it and now they're so big um, but there's an amazing uh, line in that if you haven't seen it it's on our YouTube channel do head back and, and watch it uh, there's an amazing uh, line in that uh, which says uh, we will call him Emmanuel which means God has come to live with us And that is the message of comfort at this time of year, at every time of year. What better comfort is there than the fact that God is with us? before we even think about the fact that what, what Jesus did, before we even think about the fact that he came to earth and showed us how to live and showed us how to love one another, before we even think about the fact that our sin has been paid for, that we've been brought out of death into life in Christ, we've been forgiven forever, and that God rules powerfully, and that he's a shepherd who deals with his people with tenderness, before we even think about all of that stuff, the simple truth of comfort this morning is that he is with us. It's an amazing comfort. And I was thinking about why is it that somebody being with us is, is a comforting thing. And I was thinking about when uh, my little ones were really little, like newborn little um, like you've just brought them home from the hospital and they're brand new and all scrunchy and so cute and they're in a little I had both of them in, in like a little uh, bassinet right by the side of the bed but when they're first born they don't want to be put down in their cot ever ever because they don't know anything outside of being literally next to you or like part of you so they don't want to be put down separate from you. Even though you know as an adult that you are literally right there next to the crib. You're literally probably 10 centimetres away from them. They don't want to lie on their mattress in the bassinet. They want to lie on your chest. Eventually that wears off for the pregnant people in the room who are feeling terrified (laughs) about that idea. Um, But I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that picture of being with what being with means and it's almost as if the incredible thing in Jesus being born as a baby is that in that moment what was actually happening was that God was picking up his people and putting us on his chest that we might remember again that he is so with us, so intimately close to us. He was always there He was always there he'd never gone anywhere he was just there 10 centimeters away from the crib but we needed him to come and pick us up out of our mess pick us up out of our shame and and put us on his chest and and as he was born Emmanuel God with us that is his message of comfort to us Then and now and today, even in the midst of your wilderness, your feeling, your waiting for something, for God to do something, he's with you. He's with you and he's with you in that intimate way. He's picked you up out of your mess and he's put you on his chest. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. And then it goes on, these famous words. That we often hear at this time of year a voice of one calling in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord make straight in the desert a highway for our God every valley shall be raised up every mountain and hill made low the rough ground shall become level the rugged places a plain and the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken God uses this time of wilderness, of waiting, to prepare our hearts for him, to get us ready for him. You know, these words make us think about uh, about John the Baptist, don't they? These words are are sort of prophesying and predicting uh, the arrival of John the Baptist. He's the voice of one calling in the wilderness, and he says, prepare the way for the Lord. And John the Baptist said this, after me comes the one more powerful than I. The straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. What's the preparation that needs to happen in your heart in order to be ready for the glory of the Lord to be revealed? I love this image um, about the making a straight highway that 's always very pertinent for us isn 't it? because we literally are here on the highway, uh, making a straight highway, uh, the valleys being lifted up, and the mountains and the hills made low and I think and then it says um, all people the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together and there 's something here about the things that obstruct our view of the glory of God being put down and raised up, in order that we might have a direct line of sight to see the glory of God. And that's what John the Baptist was, uh, was prophesying. That's what he was saying. He was saying, I'm not the one. I'm not the one who's going to bring the glory of God, but prepare the way for him. Look straight ahead because he's coming. His glory is coming. And there are things in our lives that each of us have, mountains and hills and valleys that we go through, which can distract us and remove our line of sight from the glory of God, which is coming. And this season is an amazing time for each of us to make preparations that we might see the glory of God again. What are the things in this season or in your life that are getting in the way of you seeing the glory of God coming into your life? Uh, Maybe it's just busyness, distraction, you know, making plans, getting stuff ready, putting up the Christmas tree, having slightly tense conversations with families about who's going where, you know, all that stuff that we do at this time. Or maybe it's things that are more difficult, you know, stuff you're going through, uh, grief or loss or disappointment. Where are those valleys in your life or those mountains and uh, hilltops that are blocking you, blocking your line of sight from seeing the glory of God being revealed in your life, seeing the glory of God being unveiled in our lifetime, in our community. And it says, and all people will see it together. You know, this is something that we get to do together. What does it look like for us to prepare as a family for the glory of God to be revealed, that we might see it together? That we might see it together. The Lord is using this season, using this time, using maybe your personal time of wilderness to prepare the way for God's glory to be revealed in your life and in our lives together as a community. What are the things that are keeping us from having a clear line of sight to his glory in this season? And God, when the people were in Uh, the wilderness when they were wandering around in the desert God provided for them didn't he we know that God gave the people uh, manna to eat he gave them good things even when they were in the wilderness and something of this as well is about uh, as we as we prepare our hearts as we sit in the waiting as we sit in the wilderness it's also about trusting that God is going to provide for us that he loves us that he cares for us that he gives us his comfort And I just want to um, finish off in these in these moments uh, by reminding us that this is something that we don't have to take on um, as a burden when we are part of a church such as this uh, which is always talking about uh, mission, always talking about come on let 's get on with it let 's see people come to know jesus let 's invite our friends let 's get people to come along you know we 're always on the kind of or I hope anyway you feel as if we 're always kind of on the front foot pushing forward like come on let 's do it let 's do it uh, and that 's really important, and I think that is a call that God has on on all of His people actually to be active to be pushing in um, to ministry, pushing into mission, pushing into inviting people to come. We've made straight paths for, for you to see the glory of God. That's the invitation that we um, are giving to people. Um, but we were uh, praying this morning and um, we were reminded that what God says in this particular moment and what God is saying to us this morning is a message of comfort. And he's also reminding us today that he is the one, the sovereign Lord comes with power, it says in verse 10 he rules with a mighty arm his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him so God does the work the Lord does the work of his glory and his power him changing things him bringing things about him moving in people's lives and what does he do to us well it says he tends his flock like a shepherd He gathers his lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. Sometimes we can feel like, oh, challenged that we need to pick up this mission that God has called us to. We need to pick up this stuff. You know, we need to make straight paths. We need to make the way for the Lord. But let's remember that John the Baptist, uh, he didn't do the stuff. He just called out Jesus. He just said, this is who Jesus is. Look, he's here in his power. And I think that's an important image for us this morning as well. Our job is to point to him again, to remind ourselves, to turn ourselves to him and to point other people to him because he's going to come in his glory. He's going to move in power. He's going to rule with a mighty arm. He's going to pour out his rewards and his blessing on us. And for us, He's going to tend us gently like a shepherd tends his flock. He's going to gather us in his arms. He's going to carry us close to his heart. He's with us. So it's a message of comfort this morning, not a message of burden, not a message of, come on, you need to go out and do it. You need to get on with it. You need to bring people to come and know him. No, we need to allow ourselves to be comforted by the God who draws us close to him. To remember that he is with us that he tends to us lovingly like a shepherd tends to his flock and we get to just point to him and say isn't he good isn't he kind and if you're in your wilderness season today If you're in a place where you're waiting for God to move, you're waiting for him to do something, you're waiting for uh, something to happen in your life that you've been pressing into and waiting for, or maybe you don't even know what it is you're waiting for on the other side, but uh, you're just feeling like you're in this sort of lost place, God speaks comfort to you today. He speaks peace to you today because he's good. Maybe the band want to come uh, and join me. We're going to continue in in our worship. Why don't we stand together? If you're able to. And I wonder if you might just want to bring to mind the wilderness season that you are in or the waiting place that you are in. The encouragement of this season is that we just stay in it we stay in the waiting we have this mental attitude of waiting so that we can be in the present because we know that our God speaks comfort to us in our present moment he provides for us in our present moment as we wait for him. He's coming, his glory is coming more and more. More will be revealed, more is coming. He's coming in his fullness, but right now, right now in this moment, he wants to provide for you. He wants to comfort you. He wants to draw you close to his heart, like a shepherd gathering his sheep in his arms. Jesus, we give to you all of this waiting that we're doing and we wait for you now. Let's just wait for the Holy Spirit. He's already in the room, but let's just wait for him to come and sink deeper into our hearts. We wait for you, Jesus. Feels like maybe for some of us we've forgotten until this moment that the message of Jesus is comfort. Maybe we've taken on too strongly the idea that we need to go and help people to know Jesus, but we've forgotten that he speaks comfort to us. The picture I've got in my head is of like (sighs) flopping back onto the biggest, squishiest sofa you've ever seen. When we remember that the message of Jesus to us is comfort, that's the most amazing message to invite other people into as well, isn't it? Because all you're doing is just inviting people to come and sit with you on this huge, squishy sofa. just wait for another minute more you might want to put out your hands just as a symbol that you want to receive from the spirit this morning it's not magic it's just a symbol to god It just helps us to focus to remember what we're waiting for hope in you, Jesus. There's something else about um, daring to believe that Jesus can comfort you maybe you've been holding your grief for such a long time that um it's like part of who you are it's part of your identity and it feels scary to let that go jesus speaks comfort to you he's reminding you this morning that he draws you close to him he picks you up like that baby putting you on his chest he he draws you into his arms like a shepherd picking up his sheep we're going to sing together now and we're going to share communion with one another but let me encourage you to continue as the youth and the kids come back and join us continue to respond to what God is saying to us this morning and as, uh, as you come forward for communion in a moment as well, let's, let's take some time to pray for one another. You might want to come up and receive communion and then um, come over to receive prayer as well. Um, let's continue to respond to what it is that God is saying to us this morning. But We're going to worship now. Uh, why don't I pray? Holy Spirit, we are so grateful that you are here ministering to us in this moment thank you God that in the middle of all of the busyness and craziness of this season you just still want to meet with us you just want to meet with your people and we know Lord that your presence changes us so would you come and change us we pray as we meet in your presence as we worship you as we pray as we share bread and wine together